Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. Greetings, friends. Welcome to the 20th episode of the Mission Mobilization Chats podcast, where we are looking at cutting-edge topics related to mission mobilization across our denominations, our church networks, our organizations, and even at the local ministry level. So 20 episodes is kind of a milestone. It's a significant marker, actually. And so in this particular episode, we want to spend some time highlighting an important leading of God that God gave many years ago that has led to a particular growing ministry emphasis among us, but not only in our particular mobilization ministry, but also in many churches and many mobilization circles around the world. So the leading and the guidance from God, this particular leading, it did not just refer to something I was going to be involved in, but it had implications actually for an emphasis that the Lord would be highlighting in his church as a whole in the coming years and the coming decades. So this guidance that the Lord gave to me actually happened quite a few years ago. So in October of 1998, I had a profound uh, kind of experience with the Lord. Now this was 23, almost 23 years ago that I had this uh, experience with the Lord. So during an an extended time of seeking God's face, enjoying his presence in my home, the Lord impressed my heart with clear words and then also mental images, kind of like a, a vision type experience, but it was in my mind. And then after it kind of finished, uh, it came, uh, it was followed by peace, just this flood of peace that kind of filled my heart. So this all happened in October of 1998, about 23 years ago. And these specific impressions that the Lord released to me or gave to me, they actually correlated with international events, even disasters that had taken place earlier in that year, earlier in the year of 1998. And so I had watched these, uh, these disasters playing out on the news every evening, uh, unfolding before my very eyes. And so in particular, uh, the guidance actually connected with massive flooding that had taken place and that had impacted uh, many different parts uh, of the world. And so in the midst of uh, kind of these images and this idea of these tragedy, this, these horrible things happening, these floods happening that were devastating different parts of the world, the Lord spoke in kind of what I call the, the inner audible voice of God. So it's not hearing a voice of God or anything. It's just inside that still small voice, but it comes with such authority and conviction that you know God is relaying some information to you. And so what I sensed the Lord say was this. He said, I will raise up 100,000 people who will flood the nations 
even as floods have devastated much land throughout the earth this year. And so the word correlated with the news events of that day, these flooding disasters that had taken place. But then the Lord flipped it on its head and he said, I'm going to raise up 100,000 people who are going to flood the nations, even as floods have devastated much land throughout the year this year. And so the words came with authority and they were accompanied again by a significant peace along with this significant imagery in my mind's eye of kind of floods that were covering land. It was like this video playing out in my mind's eye. So people have asked me over the years how I can be certain that this was the Lord's voice speaking and not just my own imagination. This is a very valid question, actually. It's a very fair question. They wanted to know, did I, did I kind of conjure up this idea or these thoughts in my own head somehow? All right, so the answer is that at the time, the reason why I don't believe it was my own imagination was that at the time, such an idea was the farthest thing from my mind. I was not beginning to think of uh, missions very much or even of mobilization very much. And so it came out of nowhere. I was not, uh, I was not in these circles at that time. It was 23 years ago. All right. So initially, I had no idea what this kind of these pictures meant and then what this this phrase from the Lord I will raise up 100,000 people etc I had no idea how to interpret it or what it might have meant in fact initially for a while I actually thought that it referred to 100,000 message bears that would make sense so in our early days of SVM2 actually that's what we were going after 100,000 message bearers, which is an alternative term uh, for missionary that doesn't have some of the baggage that the term missionary has. So 100,000 message bearers that God wanted to raise up specifically for the unreached. Now, today, I, I understand it a little differently because I go, man, 100,000 new messages, that's too small for the unreached. And what the Lord wants to, how he wants to mobilize his church to actually produce an army of message bearers that is much, much larger than 100,000 uh, message bearers. So over the years, I've come to realize, well, wait a second, that logically speaking, the Lord wants to do much beyond 100,000 message bearers. He wants to raise up even more millions. All right. So that couldn't have logically been what it was that the Lord was saying, focusing on focusing on 100,000 message bearers for the unreached. So over the years, as the Lord has continued to increase our discernment and our understanding related to mission mobilization, I have come to understand that these are actually 100,000 mission mobilizers. Okay. Not message bearers. They are 100,000 mission mobilizers. So that means they are leaders who are empowered by the Holy Spirit within all nations. So not just in Western nations, not just in African nations or Asian nations. They are leaders empowered with, uh, by the Spirit within all nations. What are they doing? They are igniting the global church with mission emphasis, with mission vision, and with mission activation. Now, it's important to understand that uh, these 100,000 mission mobilizers, their influence is not sporadic. It's not kind of hit and miss. But like the imagery that the Lord gave, it's like a flood that is deeply saturating. The floods were seen as covering the land. And so the idea is 100,000 mission mobilizers are being raised up to be to cover the land as the water was saturating the land. 
So the flood imagery in this little picture and in this, uh, in this leading and guidance that the Lord gave, it's key to understanding the guidance because it reveals the extent that the Lord is ready to go or that the Lord is ready to take to make mission mobilization a focal point. 100,000 mission mobilizers saturating the land with mission vision, with mission emphasis, and with mission activation. The Lord is ready to increase mission mobilization as a focal point all over the nations, and that's part of the picture and the imagery and the interpretation uh, that the Lord gave. So the Lord intends then to make mission mobilization a saturation type work across the body of Christ. Seeping, you know, that's what saturation means. It means when the, when the water seeps into the ground, it saturates the ground. So in the same way, mission mobilizers are meant to saturate the body of Christ with this mission emphasis, this mission vision, this mission activation, so that the, uh, the message starts to seep into the global church in a profound and even in a lasting way. So the next obvious question then, after we're looking a little bit at this, this uh, guidance and this leading from God related to 100,000 mission mobilizers, the next question then is, who are they? Who are these 100,000 mission mobilizers? Are they the traditional idea of a mission mobilizer, which usually is reduced to a, a person recruiting international workers uh, for a mission mobilization? Or do these 100,000 mission mobilizers refer to a much wider range of spiritual leadership? So personally, uh, from scripture, from experience, from lo observation, looking on the body of Christ internationally, uh, I am convinced that many of these 100,000 mission mobilizers are actually pastors. They're apostolic figures. They're bishops over denominations. They're Bible teachers. Some of them are worship leaders that maybe go around to different ministries uh, leading people into the presence of God. Some of them are, are even Bible study leaders or small group, cell group type leaders. Okay, So they're these kinds of general leaders, not only sometimes we've reduced the role of mission mobilizer to be um, the, the ones who recruit for international organizations, international workers related to organizations. And that's a wonderful piece of mission mobilization, but it's only a slice of the bigger picture uh, pie. So these 100,000 are pastors, leaders, bishops, etc., and they love Jesus with all their hearts. What are some of their characteristics? Well, they love Jesus and their hearts have been moved and aligned with Jesus's redemptive purpose among all the ethnic peoples. Okay, so they're a pastor, they're a bishop, they're a, uh, maybe they're a regional leader for a denomination or a church network. They love Jesus and they're growing in love for him with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And they've bought into his vision, the paradigm that he has of his redemptive purpose among all the ethnic people groups. And they're saying, hey, we recognize that is the priority of the kingdom of God and where redemptive history is moving. Now, they don't have to understand it perfectly. They don't have a doctorate in this kind of a PhD in this kind of understanding, but they understand it enough to say, I want to prioritize this in my pastoral ministry, in my uh, ministry as a bishop over a denomination, etc. 
So they understand, these 100,000 mission mobilizers, they understand Jesus' heartbeat for all the peoples of the world. And they're seeking to awaken other disciples and even entire local ministries to be educated, inspired, and activated in the Great Commission. They're committed to making the Great Commission centralized in the life of uh, the ministry that God has entrusted to them. Not just having mission, kind of the Great Commission, uh, kind of cross-cultural ministry, be sidelined as we so often talk about in these podcasts. So the Lord is wanting to bring mission and, and the Great Commission emphasis back to the center of church life. And these 100,000 mission mobilizers, they intrinsically grasp that and, and they're influencing the people around them to walk that out. They're teaching the people around them to understand that. So mission mobilizers, they're sounding the, the rallying call. They're blowing the trumpet of Jesus' emphasis of the Great Commission in his redemptive plan and purpose in this age. And they're doing this within their own individual local ministries as well as across umbrella denominations, umbrella networks, umbrella associations. So not only... Are they leaders spread across the body of Christ? But their message is much more holistic and comprehensive than mere recruiting. So these 100,000 mission mobilizers are international. They're from all the nations. They're within all the nations. But then the message that they are proclaiming is much more than, oh, let's, let's get a few to go overseas somewhere as missionaries. Okay, that's kind of been the traditional idea of mission mobilization. And again, we need that. We need more of that. We need way more message bearers going out specifically to the unreached. But the way that we're going to get there is by seeing mission mobilization in a holistic, a comprehensive kind of way and proclaiming that message as mission mobilizers. So these mobilizers then are part of a generation of what I like to call Isaiah chapter 40 voices. Isaiah chapter 40, voices, the voice crying in the wilderness. Do you remember that? Relating uh, to the forerunner ministry of John the Baptist. But that Isaiah chapter 40 prophecy is not only related to John the Baptist. John did embody that. But much of the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 40 that John said, yes, I am that, actually did not happen in and through John's ministry. That's an end, there's an end time element of the Isaiah chapter 40 prophecy that actually looks to, I believe, our day today and going forward. Okay? And so what the Lord is saying in that prophecy through Isaiah is that I'm going to have Many voices, not just one in John the Baptist preparing the way of Jesus' first coming, but I'm going to have a whole generation, maybe thousands, maybe millions of mission mobilization voices in the earth that are calling the body of Christ to their core identity of preparing the way of the Lord. That's the uh, voice crying in the wilderness saying, prepare the way of the Lord. That's what John the Baptist did, but He's not the fulfillment of that Isaiah chapter 40 uh, prophecy at all. There are multitudes, thousands, maybe millions of these voices that he's calling that the Lord wants to raise up to remind the body of Christ of their core identity. 
to say, we are preparing the way of the Lord in his now second coming. So John the Baptist prepared as the forerunner of Jesus' ministry in his first coming. Now, the Isaiah chapter 40 prophecy also relates to his second coming. And not just one man, John the Baptist being raised up, but now a generation of voices who will together call the body of Christ to their core identity in order to prepare the way of the Lord. So we want to ask ourselves a question. What exactly does this phrase mean? To prepare the way of the Lord. So we corporately, as the body of Christ, we corporately prepare the way of the Lord by mobilizing His body to obey His commission, to prioritize His commission, to put the commission and the commands of Jesus at the forefront. It's interesting in the Bible how often it says something along the lines of, if you love God, or Jesus saying, if you love me, in uh, the book of John especially, but it's in many different places, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Now that refers to all of his commands, right? But the great commission is one of those key uh, commands that we have to call the body. If you love him, if you love me, you will obey my commands, says the Lord, which includes this commission. So we prepare the way of the Lord by mobilizing his body to understand and to prioritize this core identity of being the missionary church, the multiplying body of Christ that the Lord has called us to be, even as far back as Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit comes and creates this entity we call the church today, right? What was the purpose? Or we can say, what was the impartation? The impartation from the Holy Spirit was to be a multiplying community, a missionary community, continuing to scatter and spread out in concentric circles farther and farther and farther until the whole earth uh, understands this gospel of the kingdom message among every single ethnic people group uh, around the earth. So that's part of what this prepare the way of the Lord statement or phrase means. Now, as we're preparing the way of the Lord, it also relates directly to our local ministries, our local churches, our campus ministry fellowships. And these local ministries now are empowered to study his mission purposes from the scripture. To have their own worldviews shifted from uh, kind of having mission over here somewhere, but not at the center, not really understanding even what the Great Commission is all about, having that shifted so that from the Bible, understanding is released so that we see, wow, mission is at the very core of who we, as uh, uh, in terms of our core identity, as our core DNA, as the living church of Christ, we are meant to be this, this multiplying people. So local ministries are doing this by having their people read and study the Word of God related to God's vision of redeeming all of humanity from Genesis all the way uh, through the book of Revelation. So they also, these local ministries, they're committed to prayer and intercession, praying with authority for the global harvest to be realized among all the ethnic peoples, among all the different nations. They're also receiving anointed teaching from teachers in their, in their midst, from uh, apostolic figures, from bishops in their midst, from their local pastors. They're receiving anointed teaching, providing foundational understanding of the Great Commission. 
So sometimes pastors and leaders will say to me, well, you know, I, I don't really know much about this stuff. So, uh, you know, how can I teach my body? Well, you can invite other pastors in, other leaders, but you need to make a priority, not just a once a year kind of teaching about the Great Commission. That's not enough. Your people need to hear it over and over. You remember the imagery of the 100,000 mission mobilizers saturating the land. Well, we need this great commission message to be a lot more common than what the people are hearing now so that it can be saturating their hearts and minds. So ministries, local ministries are receiving this teaching. So these local ministries then, they're doing many things within their local ministries, but then they're also committed to scattering their people out to where very few believers are. That means potentially several of your core families not holding them to the local church and saying, oh, we need these guys as lay leaders. No, instead you say, no, we want to send you out. We understand the big picture kingdom vision of the Lord Jesus through the Great Commission. We want to be a blessing to that, and we're going to scatter our people out. And so they're going to implement a sending strategy from the local churches to scatter your own church members. Now, they're going with their families. They're going with their jobs. They're going to similar cultures and language groups. They're also going, maybe some, farther away, okay, to other languages, to other cultures, crossing uh, even national, geopolitical kinds of borders and barriers. But they're going to the ones that generally are without a relevant gospel witness. Okay, so this is what's happening in terms of these 100,000 mission mobilizers empowering local ministries. Because remember, some of these mobilizers are pastors themselves, bishops themselves, denominational presidents and leaders who are uh, helping implement or influence all of the local ministries that are under their leadership, under their influence. They're helping change the paradigm of all of these local ministries that they have leadership influence uh, over. So such local ministries are also enabling every believer, every believer, that's important. So we don't just think that this Great Commission thing, this cross-cultural mission thing is just for one or two missionaries. That's been the traditional understanding. The Bible says something and reveals something very, very different. In fact, the difference is it tends to reveal that every believer has a specific role in the Great Commission. Now, this does not, don't confuse me, don't misunderstand me, this does not mean that every believer is meant to go out and be a cross-cultural message bearer, a frontline missionary. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that every believer has a role, and every believer needs to find that role. And in previous episodes, uh, we've already talked about some of the roles that have been identified uh, related to every believer. So it's through such local ministries. And it doesn't matter if a local ministry is 40 people or 4,000 people. The size does not matter. Through such local ministries globally who are pressing in to go hard for God. We call it in GMMI circles, having abandoned devotion to Jesus. Through such ministries who are saying, we want to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and those who are trumpeting the call to understand and to embody Jesus' great commission through these kinds of ministries by the thousands, maybe even in the future, by the millions across the earth. This is how the way of the Lord is prepared. You remember the Isaiah 40 verse? 
Prepare the way, the voice, the voice says, crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Well, how is the way prepared? Through these 100,000 mission mobilizers who are influencing thousands and maybe millions of individual local churches, local ministries, who through these local ministries, God is actually using them by the thousands, saturating the land like that flood imagery that we had at the beginning through the guidance to prepare the way of the Lord globally. Now, these mission mobilizers, these 100,000 of them, they're also helping local churches to progress from a small vision of sending one or two missionaries. Right now, that's the common. That's the traditional idea. Well, if we can just pray hard enough and maybe muster up enough financial support, we could send one couple or we could send one single. Maybe we could send two. Okay, that's been the general idea. But what if the Lord had a much bigger vision in mind? What if it was not just about one or two couples from each church? What if, and I believe this message, this part I'm going to say, is part of what these 100,000 mission mobilizers are highlighting. What if every local ministry was intended by the Lord to scatter at least, and when we say scatter, we mean send out. Uh, Jesus used the word thrust out. The laborers being thrust out into the harvest. What if every local ministry was meant and intended by the Lord to thrust out at least 20% of uh, the number of church members that it has. Okay, 20% thrust out, sent out, scattered out, relocating to unreached people groups, both nearby and then also those that are very distant to them. So what does this mean then? If a church, if a local ministry has 200 members, has a church of 200, right? That means 40 people are scattered, 20%. If a local church has 40 members, like some of the churches here in Thailand, in the context that I'm in, that means eight would be scattered uh, out from that local church into unreached people groups. Now, it might be the same city. It might be another city surrounding. It might be a long distance away to another part of that nation. Or it might even be crossing borders uh, into that into new nations that are very different in culture and language. So admittedly, when we think about this kind of idea, 20%, whenever I talk about that, people's eyes get very wide. Whoa, 20%, that's crazy. Okay, we're like struggling to get one, right? And I say, I know, I know, but I want you to dream with me. Not with me, I believe we're dreaming with God. We're dreaming with the Holy Spirit. Dreaming with where He wants us to take or where he wants to take things through us in terms of mission mobilizers, uh, having this message, having this bigger vision of what the Lord might want to do. So it's true. Admittedly, most people, most churches, most pastors, they've never even considered such a, a thought, such an idea. 20% of my church members being sent out. And the reason for this is our vision has often been lowered. We've lowered our vision related to Jesus' Great Commission and the idea of our partnership in that Great Commission, our role as local churches. We've brought it way, way down. So the New Testament church model had a standard way up here. They were scattering people all over the place. We've brought our, our understanding down and we've lowered it so much that when we hear such a big vision, 20% of church members scattered out, thrust out, sent out, we go, oh, Wow, that's impossible. 
Okay? Instead, we want to dream with God. We want to cooperate with what the Lord is actually seeking to do globally through the global church, the global body of Christ. Now, no, uh, no nation can do this by themselves. No national church. That's why we all need to, uh, each other. And the Lord needs all of us, both Western churches, non-Western churches, uh, all the different countries. It doesn't matter how educated uh, your national church leaders are, how much money your national church leaders are. All can do this. All mission mobilizers can make this message of even talking about 20% of local churches being, 20% uh, of church members being raised up and scattered out. So this army, right, of 100,000 anointed, holistic, big picture mission mobilizers, this is part of what the Lord is intending to do. And again, the Lord gave us that uh, little bit of guidance 23 years ago. Okay, and we've seen tiny little glimpses of some of that fulfillment, but not anywhere near the numbers that the Lord wants to raise up. And again, the types of mission mobilizers from within the local churches, not just leaders outside who come in and share mission messengers and say, okay, we've mobilized that church. No, mobilizers are meant to also be from within in pastoral roles, in teaching roles, in evangelist roles, in, in bishop roles, in apostolic roles, in prophet kinds of roles. So this is part of the direction that the Lord is leading us. It's a clear emphasis that the Spirit Himself is coordinating. That He wants to raise up these 100,000. Who knows? It could be many, many more. I'm believing God for even more than 100,000. So let's continue to allow the Lord to refine our outlooks, our perspectives, our understanding related to mission mobilizers. And instead, let's align our thought processes, our vision even, with his own vision and his own plan in these exciting days. Now, these days are challenging, but they're exciting days when the Lord is emphasizing this great commission vision and he wants to stir it up through these voices, these Isaiah chapter 40 voices. And I believe these 100,000 mission mobilizers are a part of that vision. Amen. Let me pray for us as we close. Father, we thank you that you lead and guide. Lord, you give glimpses of your plans and your purpose. Lord, this little experience 23 years ago, Lord, of your voice breaking in in a surprising way to highlight this concept of 100,000 mission mobilizers flooding the land. Lord, we say thank you for that. And we ask that you would raise these ones up. We say, Lord, bring this forth, this army of 100,000 that are on your heart. Lord, who are seeing mission mobilization and even the Great Commission, not just in a traditional light, but in a biblical light, in a spirit-inspired light that is relevant to this new generation that you're raising up all over the earth. Lord, that these are not just from one part of the world. These mobilizers are from every country. They're within every nation, calling the, the global church, calling that nation's church, Lord, back to the basics of obeying your commands, the Great Commission. Lord, we say thank you for that. Raise them up by your own hand. Have your way. We thank you for it. Use us, Lord, leaders and ministries and churches, Lord, all over the earth, Father, as part of that 100,000 uh, new generation of mission mobilizers that you're raising up. We thank you for it today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. To listen to more Mission Mobilization Chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.